Ooh, that's a little bit of a different vibe right there. Tell me you're not feeling that bob in your head. I love it. That's some Nilufau right there. You guys look that up. We are coming at you live in the studio, Orange County, with the man here. People's advisor, co-host, always up, in town. What's up? Writing a lot of business, man. This guy, the, the money, man. If you guys don't know, check him out. The People's Advisor on Instagram. You can find me out there, CEO accredited. I'm excited and fired up to bring to you our guest who traveled all the way, all the way from Los Angeles, Los Angeles, which is, uh, I don't know, I think one of the most populated and busiest at least top three counties or cities in the united states right or number yeah, one i is think it number one yeah um i don't know the fact for sure but i know one thing it's the only place that you could say is about 40 miles and four hours from here depending on what time of day. <laughs> that's fact right there so for those of you guys that are not from southern california uh we travel about six miles an hour uh you know probably most of the day if you're leaving orange county into la county but our guest who made the the trip down here you guys um, definitely have seen his work out there. Might not have known he is the man behind the work. But for those of you guys that don't, you're going to know after this segment, we're going to pick his brain, learn a lot about his journey, a lot about his successes, his failures, uh, the lessons that he's learned, and hopefully the value that he's going to share with us here in the studio live. Mr. Vahid Chitsas, all the way from what city, Vahid? Woodland Hills. Woodland, Woodland Hills. 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 Eight, 818 right there. 818 right Originally there. 818. That's, is it still 818 out it's there? It's still 818. Well, they got 424-74. Now they're adding. Dropping but it. But LA County is 14 million. 14 wow. million. 14 man. million. And if you Which got the 818. Which is twice as the state of Arizona. You're the OG if you got the 818 number, right? <laughs> so you guys, Vahit cheats us. He is the man behind Napoleon Hill fan page, which is the most sought out uh, page in regards to Napoleon Hill material, backing, and just all the influence that he's placed on here. Vahid has has been the frontline leader building that and just has over 100,000. Is it 200,000? It's 254 now. Over 250,000 wow. followers. Quarter million people see this guy's material educated on Napoleon Hill strategy. And I'm so excited for him to be here today because I've done a, a lot of uh, digging through that, that site. I've taken a lot of value. I've read the book numerous times. I've given away his gifts. And I was blessed and privileged to be on there. So you guys check out Napoleon Hill on Instagram, my man. How are you doing? Awesome. Good morning. Good to see everybody. Good morning. Thank you for having me today. Very, very excited to have this conversation. Hopefully a lot of people will learn uh, what not to do and what to do for the future. Learn from our mistakes. And we made it. a lot of them. I love it, man. And you can't grow without failing forward, right? Definitely. So, so break us down. Napoleon Hill. I mean, the, the guy's a legend. Definitely. The, the, the number one known what? Sales beast, sales master? I mean... I would say self-development... Guru, back in the days when Andrew Carnegie gave him the assignment to take 20 years of his life and study all these successful people and wealthy people and write a simple book that a common, normal, ordinary individual like ourselves could pick up the book and learn what to do and what not to do. So I think it's a very, very, obviously everybody knows him, his most famous book, Think and Go Rich, uh, which I think at this point, 100 to 120 million copies whether that's been, you know, PDF format, wow. book, hardcover, Audible. I mean, this thing is all over the place. 120 million. Yeah, I think last time I checked, it was translated over 160 different languages. Wow. That's so it's amazing. all over the, I mean, it's all over the world. That's why our page on Instagram, it's, uh, it's global. It's not just U.S. It's definitely global. 
and uh, a lot of people do take advantage of his content. But this man, uh, the Napoleon Hill uh, fan page, or Napoleon page, you guys check it out. It's not only that it's global, but I've seen you interview people in other countries. Correct, correct. Yes, yeah, so, so tell me, how far out there have you connected with people that jump on the live and you interview? It's so crazy. I've interviewed people that I didn't even know the, those countries existed. That's Like, crazy. I didn't know where they were on the map. Like, literally, I had to go check. I'm like, where is this place? Na so, na name a random country. You know, I got like Nigerians. I got Australia. I got so many people from India. I mean, so many countries. The smaller ones. France, Italy. I mean, so many different Amazing. countries that you get. I interviewed two guys from Iran. Wow. And it's like, I don't even know how they how have they got internet. internet. That's what how I'm they saying. have internet. Wow. That's what I'm saying, man. So, I interviewed one guy in Pakistan. Wow. I, got, I interviewed a guy from Afghanistan. I mean, it's just like, they're all over the place. I interviewed this guy was Iraqi. Lived in Netherlands. So it was just like crazy. Global. Amazing. Global. Amazing. So Napoleon Hill, what happened that you woke up and said, you know what? Instagram, Napoleon Hill. Who? By the way, did you buy the book? Was it given to you? How did this influence come upon your journey? It's a good question. When I started, and I, I started with a company, I was learning a new skill. And during that process, one of the individuals that was mentoring me, um, they had a class. They had a morning session. I think it was like 6 a.m. or 5 a.m. to like 6, 7 a.m. in the morning. And then one day I walked into the office and I'm like, everybody's all suited up, they're all pumped up. They all look like they just went through a motivational seminar and they just walked out all pumped up. I'm like, what the heck is going on? Like, you know, it's too early in the morning for this thing to be happening. They're like, yeah, we just did a Think and Go Rich session. This is our hourly session. We do, you know, Monday through Friday. You know, we do it in the morning. I'm like, what the heck is going on? I need to be part of it. What's up? So at that time I owned my own business, so I couldn't attend it, but that was one of the... That was the first initial contact that I had with Thinking Gorich. Obviously, I started reading the book and everything else, but it's so crazy. Sina, you got to remember this. For the first two years, I said I read the book, but I didn't read the book. I only read two pages. And the two pages that I read that got me focused for two years was the story Three Feet from Gold. Wow. And the concept was just never to give up. Just keep moving forward. As long as you don't give up, you will eventually win. It was very powerful. So the next time you picked it up, did you read more than two pages? Definitely. And you've so, made it to the end by now. I, I Hopefully. <laughs> you would think that I made it to the end. I but, love his but, honesty, man. This guy's a G. <laughs> but no, you got to remember, for every person, the secret is there. But you don't know if it's happening on the first page or it's going to happen on the last page. Right. But what I tell people is, this is not a novel. This is not something you read one time and just be done. The, the materials, even till today, I've been reading it for almost 12 years now, right? But even till today when I pick up the page, there are some pages where the concepts make more sense to me now. Right. I need them in my life today, but I didn't need them like six years ago, five years ago, four years ago. So the more it's the application, it's you taking the concepts and applying them. Well, you were saying that he, the book was developed because he spent decades studying Definitely. some of the most successful and wealthy people, right? right. Well. When you interview those people at their stage in their life, they're trying to tell you in a short window right, right. how to be here, how to get exactly. here, how to whatever, right? But who knows at what stage of their life they started thinking that way. And so for exactly. you, it was six years in. You were able to, right. to eat. It's like I think of like a newborn, right? I have a baby. She's almost going to be one years old right now. Awesome. And I have a four-and-a-half-year-old. And as they go along, they can even if they crave something early on, they can't eat it yet, right? They're not going right. to be able to chew it, digest it, or whatever, exactly. And they, but they want it. They want to take a steak out of your hand, but they can't have it. <laughs> so I actually had a fight with my wife regarding that. I had my, my daughter is like almost, in a couple of days, will be six months old. 
So I have my daughter right. listening to Thinking Go Rich. So I put the phone wow. next to your ear, and my wife is like, what are you doing? Wow. She's not ready. I'm like, we need to brainwash her from today. Like, we're like six months behind. Like, we need wow. to get this thing going now. So subconsciously and consciously, the, the sooner you get yourself brainwashed with these materials, the better it is. Dude, I, I highly recommend it said. to parents. That's amazing. That's amazing. And I agree with you 100%. I'll tell you, uh, that, that concept makes 100% sense because I was a kid myself, seven, eight years old, listening to Tony Robbins cassettes, right. not knowing who Tony Robbins was. Right. And by like 12, 13, I was like leading all my friends to like doing things that the rest of us weren't doing. We were actually starting businesses at that age, right. which is kind of crazy. So, <laughs> but you know, Tony learned everything from Jim Rohn and Jim Rohn was a big advocate yes. of thinking Think grow, grow rich. rich. Right. So yes. it's, it's all, you know, different flavors. Everybody puts their own flavor in it. But at the end of the day, the principles are the principles. You can't change the principles. You said you were running your own business when you first saw people coming out of this like conference fired up. What business was that? I used to own an auto repair shop. I opened them when I was 19 and a half. And uh, it was over a dispute with my uncles that I was working with. So I had a different path. So I walked away from that. And um, I learned the skills from them. So I went and opened my own. So I was doing that. But I knew auto repair shop was a dying industry. It wasn't going to stay there forever. And I did a lot of studying from all my clients. And this is why you got to be vigilant as a business owner. You got you to be in tune with your surrounding. You got to open up your eyes. And you got to look what's going on. What are the trends? Where do you think the trend is going to go in 5 to 10 years? So I saw the auto business, this is auto knowledge. repair business, being a, a dying industry. And as today that we're sitting here, this is like 12, 13 years ago. But now you're seeing today, mm -hmm. more people lease cars than actually buy and do repairs. Mm -hmm. So now, what's happening to all these mechanics, auto shops, all these parts stores, all of these different people that are connected to that industry? Mm -hmm. They need all, an opportunity. Exactly. They need an opportunity, but a lot of them are older now. Mm -hmm. It's much harder if you're 50 right. and 60 to go learn a new skill. That's right. It's still doable. That's right. We don't want to give them the excuse that they can't do it. But think about it. You're 50 years old. you got to get into a new industry. Yeah, my mom did that. 55 years old, got into a new industry. She's right. 67 now, and it was the best decision she ever made. It's amazing because you're running your own auto uh, business at 19, 20. Congratulations. That's Thank amazing. You. A lot of courage, uh, mad respect. And you end up wanting to get into motivational material, which is not really common in that space. Right, right. It's and not common at all. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Or not coming up. So, so you end up getting into uh, Napoleon Hill philosophy, which you mentioned over 160 million copies. Amazing. And... You end up getting influenced by Napoleon Hill. When do you transition out of the auto industry, and are you currently in the same industry that you transitioned to? No. So I got into financial services, so that's how I, I, I got introduced to Napoleon Hill. But it doesn't matter what industry you're in. The philosophies still hold true. You might apply them differently from one industry to another, but if you understand the concepts of these principles and how you can apply them, Success is within reach. So it doesn't matter what industry you're in. Now, some industries, it's necessary for you to have those principles down much more. So if you're a teacher, for example, right, dealing communication skills are very important. But if you're in business, for example, in what I do, you know, having a mastermind group, it's very, very important. But if you're a mechanic, maybe that's not it. If you're a mechanic, you need specialized knowledge. So you need to learn more about other cars and other different types of engines, how the system works and the structures are built. So the principles are there. You might be emphasizing and kind of like tuning into one of them more than the others. 
But just having all those 13 principles or law, success, 16, 17 different principles, as long as you know those principles, they'll definitely come in handy. Amazing. So let me ask you a question. The book's called Think and Grow Rich. Right. And so... And by the way, the secret is in within the first word. Right, think. <laughs> what, what? So if you summarize the book, you don't, need to read, you don't need to read 220 pages. <laughs> Just think. Think. <laughs> so think and grow rich. What do you consider growing rich? Is it money? Is it fame? Definitely money is part of it. Money is part of it because without finances, it will be very difficult for you to live, especially in the U.S. that we live. Finance is a big deal. Financial stress is the worst type of stress. Almost 80 to 85% of divorces happen because of money. My mom and dad been married for almost 40 years now. Every time till today that I've seen them fight, the deep root of it is money. My dad never complains that, oh, you know, you're my wife and, and you didn't kiss me this way. Or your food was bad. Or, you know, you didn't wash the dishes right. Or your business took a long time. Or you didn't spend Saturday and Sundays. Those conversations don't come up. The main root of all the fights is finances. So if you fix financially you're okay, it will, it will have a dominant effect with everything else. Wow. So it's, 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 it's predominantly that. But... To me, being wealthy, it could be in a lot of aspects. You could be wealthy in your, in your spirituality, in your religion, in your faith. You could be wealthy with your regard to your family, right? You could be flat broke, but if your wife loves you and your children loves you, you'll make it. Obviously, finances will help, you know, that's circumstances. But to me, being rich doesn't have to be monetary. But monetary is on top of the list, for sure. Amen, man. I like it. So answer. what's the difference between rich and wealth? Oh, big difference. Big Break difference. it down. I think being rich, you can quantify it with math. You could say this guy is a millionaire, right? But when you say someone is wealthy, I think is encompassing a lot more. You are completely within that, whatever the circumstance it might be. So you, you look at a lot of people, right? Um, they, they call themselves either they're Jewish, they're Muslim, they're Christians, they're Catholic, right? So they're into their faith and they're practicing that, right? But then what's the difference between them and someone being reborn? I think rich is someone that practices a religion. I think wealthy is the, is the, is the, is the guru that could sit at a side and be in peace with himself and the whole entire universe. I call that wealthy. So to me, you, you want to be wealthy. You don't want to be just rich. Um, I saw a quote, a meme or whatever. It was an Ed Milet quote, and he said... I do. To, and <laughs> he, he said that to be rich is to have money, to be wealthy is to have time. Amen. I wrote about that. And so it basically was saying if you borrow enough that. money, you then can then replace and have time. Mm -hmm. And he's like on his boat, like cruising, mm -hmm. doing something on a Leverage. Tuesday at like three in the afternoon. That's leverage. So... I, I thought that was a good way to sum it up, though, right? Yeah, because you see, a lot of, you see a lot of people that have money, but they don't have time. Yeah. And then you see a lot of people that have time, and then no money. We call those broke people, but, you know, mm -hmm. th that's what it is. So if you have both together simultaneously, I like that. Yeah, those that have money and no time, they are what I call a hostage to their success. Correct. They cannot get out of doing what they're doing, which I think a lot of those people are miserable. Um, I, but I wanna... it is a phase, you know. It is a phase that you need to go through. Yeah. It's not that you open your business immediately from oh, the first day. You got time and money at the same time. I so agree. there is a lot of, I don't like to call it sacrifice. Yeah. I like to call it choices. Mm -hmm. 
and and you make the conscious choice to be busy and not have the time and sometimes you got to cut out family you got to cut out spirituality you got to cut some of the areas to have time for your business and once you make that successful now you got time for everything else and that was a conflict i'll talk about that later on that i had where i serve at our church on fridays but for many 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 years i couldn't contribute as much as i wanted that's awesome but i made the conscious decision i had a conversation with god say listen I may not be coming every week, but I haven't forgot you. Right now, I got to go make the money. So down the line, when I have my finances together, I can donate more. Mm-hmm. I, can, I can spend more time here doing what I love to do. Mm-hmm. But in order to do that, I got to make this conscious choice. Yes. So I'm, I'm, I'm letting you know. I'm not forgetting you. I'm just letting you know now I got to make this thing a priority right yes. now for time being. And it's not permanent. It's for a certain amount of time, and I set that goal, and I said, okay, I'm going to do it in three years. In three years, I want to make enough money. One Fridays, afternoons, I don't care if you give me a million dollars. I could walk away from it and just donate my time for that. I love it, man. So you got you to gotta have the goals set there. So sometimes, you know, some people make those choices. You know, I don't feel bad when I leave my daughter and my mother-in-law takes care of my daughter because I know I'm doing it for the right reasons. That's right. I'm not just being lazy. You guys, this guy has influenced um, over 200,000 people out there. Um, make I love sure, it. Make sure to check it out. just deducts 50,000. <laughs> I'm right sorry. Over, cor- over 250,000 people. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I mean, 200,000 is a big number. And if, you, if you're not here on the live and just listening to this uh, on iTunes, on top 200 podcasts, by the way, if you're not here, I want to just share with you, this gentleman is decked out. He's got a rolly. He has a beautiful ring that's been blinding me with the glare. And Vahid, I was going to ask you, is that ring, was that a gift to you? Is that, is that a, a It's an accomplishment business? within the company. Congratulations, certain, thank man. Thank you. With a certain amount of income, they give you one of these rings. I want to jump into that. What did you have to do to uh, earn that uh, reward? I had to get a lot of rejections. And I had wow, to come into peace yeah. with Listen those. to that response. Man, this is fire. Can I, just, can I just carry you around with me every day, bro? That's amazing. <laughs> uh, amazing. You, you're going to have an issue with my wife. You need to wow. get a permission from my wife. Dude. Uh, no, I mean, listen. In any business, the way I figured it is if you want to accomplish your goals, you're going to need to go through a lot of objections, rejections, and a lot of no's. And they come in different forms, right? Um, for me, I came to peace with that. And I made the conscious decision that when individuals said no to me to whatever opportunity I was offering them or whatever product or whatever, whatever, whether it was a sale or I wanted to introduce them to opportunity, it doesn't matter. I came to peace with myself that not everybody is going to say yes. And I'm okay with that. I'm looking for people that are looking for this opportunity at that given time in their lives. So no to me, to me means not now. But I see a lot of salespeople, I see a lot of entrepreneurs, I see a lot of people that they open their own businesses and they get boggled up with that. That really emotionally affects them. The minute you separate the outcome and the, the conversation you're having with a potential client and you separate those two things and you're not connected with the outcome and you just let the chips fall where they may, it makes it much easier for you. And that was one of the secrets for me personally that I had you know, issues. If you would have said no to me when I opened the opportunity to you, 
man, that was like you cussed me out and you went crazy. Like it was like bad. Now you you question my integrity, you question my IQ, you question all that stuff. But I realized that you weren't saying no to me. You were saying no to that opportunity. So when I separated myself, then it was just easy. Now I just went to work. Well said, man. Right. I you love can, this. You can walk away from taking things personally. That's right? it. You cannot take it personal at all. It's not personal. Now, you could be emotionally invested in it, in the outcome. I'm okay with it. But if you, if somebody says no to you, like let's just say, for example, you know, I, I, I open my opportunity. I do a lot of lives on Instagram. And you'd be surprised how many thousands of influencers I've reached out in the past eight, nine months. I mean, we, we stopped counting. But it's so crazy how many of them have rejected me of just knowing that they could share something that they learned and it could impact other people. Mm -hmm. They just flat out have said no to me. But then I'm not interested in that. I'm interested in how many people have said yes to me. Sina being one of them and your platform being one of them that you got on my platform. So I only care about the ones that want to share with me and do the Instagram live. So I don't let that stop me. From saying, oh, why did this guy say no? He's a big Napoleon Hill, Thinking Gorge fan. Why did he say no to me when I, you know, I put my time, my energy, my staff, my, you know, we don't charge anybody for coming and doing interviews. And we do a fantastic job. We put them on YouTube. We put them on Instagram. We put them on IG. We do all these different things. I'm doing it completely for free. It's costing me money, but it's not costing them any money. So why would you want to say no to that? Like, that doesn't make sense to me. But I've come to peace with it at the beginning. I told my team, I said, listen, if one out of 100 influencers says yes to me, we're good to go. That is the number we're looking for. One out of 100. So how many hundreds can we contact? What's our goal for today? This is amazing. I mean, clearly, the, the your, your knowledge that you're spitting right here shows the success path that you've created and the leadership and the influence that you have. A couple questions. One is, how far along are you in your own book? Is, has that been released already and I just didn't know? Or are you working on that? We were working on a book, kind of debating on the topic. It has been changing for the past maybe... Well, I, I tell you why, why that has changed, Sina. Initially, when I started in just this whole entire Instagram and, and helping a lot of other entrepreneurs, you know, understand that Thinking Go Rich book could really set you up for your success path and it could definitely change your zip code. That's what it could do for wow, you. Wow, change your zip it code. It could definitely Think change that. your zip code, right? So That's when I started, I saw a lot of influencers. Actually, they were the people that needed help versus the ordinary individuals. Because an influencer has the potentially influencing a lot more other individuals. So if you're an influencer like yourself, how many people are you impacting? And a lot of times you don't know that number. Mm -hmm. And I'm here to tell you that number is way more than what you think. Right. Right? So if you're able to help an influencer understand financial concept, understand how important it is for them to get their faith together, understanding how important it is for them to be able to let go of the past, don't have historical vision, get rid of all the garbage, what has happened when you were, you know, let go of the mommy and daddy issues, let go of those things and just don't hide it when you're on stage. You're a human being just like us. You can cry. You can have tears. You could be sad. You could have family issues. I got so much family issues. You guys have no idea, man. <laughs> my mom and their sisters, they fight all the time. So I thought at the beginning, I was ashamed of my family. I was like, dude, man, we got a bad family, you know? It's just bad. It's just bad, you know? But then, I, you know, I got older and I saw other families having issues. And then I'm asking all my team members in my office. I'm like, do you guys have family issues? 
And you know, I, you know, they don't tell me the honest truth at the beginning. And you know, after I share with them a little bit, they're like, yeah, you know, my brother, you know, my dad fights with his brother. Like my mom doesn't get along with that cousin, this cousin. You know, at our wedding, it took us three hours to do the seating charts because we didn't have so-and-so next to so-and-so because they had a fight two years ago. So I thought it was just me. But then I recognized that, no, man, everybody's got family issues. Everybody's got some. So now I'm open about it. Now I can talk about it. My mom and her sisters fight on constant basis. And I try not to get involved because they make out after a year. Mm-hmm. So they have a big fight. I mean, my mom has got 13 brothers and sisters. So it's wow. a big family. You know, so they fight and they get back together. So I try not to get involved in it, right? But the reason that I brought this conversation up is that the book title is changing. So I'm going to be able to impact a lot of influencers. And my book is going to be alongside of how do you set up your goals? And what should be in your goals? It should, just, it should not just be money. It should be how many people you want to impact. In what ways do you want to impact them? Mm-hmm. Do you want to lie and be a phony person and just look good? Mm-hmm. You know, you and I look at Tony, right? Big guy, Ed Milet. You look at all of these other gurus, you know, Gary Vee. You don't, you don't think Gary Vee's got family problems? You don't think he's got problems with his wife? You don't think they have to solve that at some point? You don't think Grant Cardone's wife was against this whole entire live shows, this, this, publicized the entire family, have videos at the house? I'm still having problems with that. <laughs> Nobody's been to my house. Like, I, I, got, I got no videos in my house. You're I, not alone. So, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I want to be able to help influencers and let them know that it's okay to be a normal human being. You could have flaws. It's okay. So that's what the book is going to go alongside of. That's but it will amazing. have a lot of influence from thinking Gorich, definitely. Right. Now... You're talking about the influencers, right? Because influencing them can help them influence a lot of other people exactly. if they have it right. Now, what about someone who's listening to this who's not an influencer, they're a regular person, but they feel they got a voice, that they, they are called to share something? I know from my own self and other people, it's not the easiest thing in the world to get behind that little little thing in your hand and, and start talking and sharing ideas and things. So for... Someone like yourself who at one time had zero fans on your fan page and now there's a quarter million. Quarter million, you guys. How, how did you get the confidence, the guts, the shake it all off to start talking about something that you didn't have any affirmation from other people that they wanted? Right. I tell you, I, I'm going to tell you my daily routine. So maybe my daily routine will be able to help other people. Because I'm a normal person. I don't think anything is fancy about me. And I, I don't think You're I have fancy, a high... You're fancy, bro. Come on. <laughs> I don't think I have a high IQ. But I know one thing. When I focus on something, I'm focused. And I'm like tunnel vision focused. Like the surroundings don't matter. I mean, a, an atomic bomb could go off next to my ear, but I'm focused on what I want to do. So the way I did it and the way I shook it off, and, and, and it, it wasn't an overnight thing. I think one of the first things that I did that helped me a lot was the daily morning routine. And it's not fancy, man. It's not, it's not anything crazy. I don't go to gym every single day to have it. No. Every morning when I wake up, first thing I do is I take maybe a minute or two, not that long, just thanking God for me being able to breathe. That my wife is next to me, my daughter's still alive, everybody's cool, mom and dad are healthy, everything is cool. So first thing I do is thank God or the higher power that you believe in, whoever. Just the gratitude that you have, right? And I do it in my own form. And I talk to God in the way that I want. It's not a scriptural, you know, nobody else taught me. I just talk to God just like, he's my friend. 
I had that kind of relationship. You know, thank you for me being here and being able to breathe. Let me see who I can help today and help me be successful today. So that's the first thing I do. Second thing that I do is I look what are the priorities for today? What do I want to accomplish? Is today do more lives on Instagram? Is today to help my agents be more successful in the business? Is it for me to negotiate a brand new lease for my offices? What is the goal? Let's pick one or two small goals that I think I can accomplish that day. And let's focus on those. And then as I go throughout my day, I look at it as, am I contributing in other people's lives? Am I helping other people? And am I being truthful to myself? And here's one of the things that, that, that I think helped me a lot more, was I made sure that I kept the integrity level to myself high. Meaning, I made small promises to myself that I kept. Not promises to other people. I probably break more promises to other people than I make promises to myself. Because I, I need to love myself first, and I need to care for myself first. It's a selfish outcome that I'm trying to get out of, right? So I tell myself, this is what I need to do. Or today, I'm going to make sure I text my wife, I love you, at least two times. That's a promise to me. That's not a promise to my wife. So when you keep those small promises to yourself, little by little, you will build up your confidence. Because now when you make a promise to somebody else, you're like, well, I kept my promises to myself, so I am able. The, the capability is within me to keep my promises to other people. And that's what ends up happening. Now, going back to your question, how am I able to do lives and a lot of people are, are afraid? I still get nervous, man. Before I do anything like this type of lives, in there, I got to go to the bathroom. I get nervous. I got to go pee. And every time I go on the stage and everything else, I, I make sure I know all the bathrooms, the locations, where they're at, so if in case I need to go. So it's normal to be ner nervous. It's totally fine. But if you have specialized knowledge and you know what you're talking about, Maybe the first minute or two would be the, the fear part is there. But the way you walk through your fears is that you walk through your fears. Mm -hmm. So I did this. I don't think my wife wants me to share this, but I tell you guys. It's crazy. <laughs> Hopefully she won't listen to this podcast, right? <laughs> like, we got to block her on this podcast. She's listening. <laughs> she might be on the live. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, she's afraid of dark. So in my condo, right? What I do is we watch TV or documentaries or whatever downstairs and the bedrooms are upstairs. So a lot of times I run up. Pretty, pretty nice condo, man. Yeah, yeah thank you. <laughs> so when, I, when, when, I, when we want to go to sleep, I run up and I know right before I get the staircase, there's three different plugs and two of them are for the lights. I turn off the lights to downstairs so it's like pitch black and I just run up. So my wife is about to get off the couch and try to, like, you know, start walking going up, but she's in the dark. I've been doing that for years now. It's getting better. Now she's not as afraid of darkness. So I have literally have her walk through her fears. That's amazing. Not by choice, by force. So little by little, you walk through it. Now, would she be doing that without my help? No. That's why mastermind group is very, very important because you need other people to turn off the lights, have you be scared shitless, and then if you're panicking, having a heart attack, they could turn on the lights and give you a life support. So mm. having those people that you trust around you is also important. So I want to, you just mentioned, uh, by the way, that's a great, great uh, point and practice. You mentioned mastermind. 
um, I'd like to talk about the Elite Mastermind Group. Is that is that the full name, Correct. Elite Mastermind Group? Correct. Uh, educate us on on what that is. You're the founder, by the way. Congratulations, Thank amazing. You. Share with us what that is. Where can people learn more about it, and um, be Elite able to plug Mastermind, in? Elite You brought up a very good question. Elite Mastermind consists of a lot of influencers and normal average individuals with the emphasis on Think and Grow Rich book. So everybody that's somehow, someway connected to Elite Mastermind is also someway, somehow connected to Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill principles. And what we're doing is we're bringing all the influencers that have the knowledge where somehow, someway, this is a platform where they can give back. This is their contribution to the society. So they do their own businesses, they make money, but they're using our platform to give back. For example, we do a lot of lives, they comment, they help a lot of people. We just uh, launched a Facebook group, which is called My Elite Mastermind on Facebook. And I think in the past three weeks that we launched it, we have about 1,700 people that wow. are in that group right now. And four or five of those people that are contributing are influencers that know, think, and grow rich inside out. They are helping other people understand the principles of thinking grow rich. So Elite Mastermind is a platform where individuals can come together, where the influencers and normal people come together for the betterment and making, and the, the purpose of it, I talk about it on my lives. We want to help people make more money. If they can make more money, they can solve a lot of problems that they have. Obviously, there's certain things that you can't buy with money, right. but I'd rather cry in a Ferrari versus a Toyota Corolla. So. Ooh, that'd be fun. <laughs> I like that, man. Nothing's wrong with the Corolla, though. Nothing's wrong with the Corolla. No, nothing wrong with a Corolla, but I'm just saying, you know, it's finances is important. So if you make, I mean, think about a Sina. You make good income, right? Let's just look at it for right now. If Vahid comes to you and says, you know what, Sina? We're going to cut you a $20,000 check extra every single month for the next 10 years. How much of your existing problems and challenges that you have will just instantaneously go away, knowing that you're getting $20,000 extra income every single month, guaranteed for the next 10 years? Um, realistically, none right now with that, with that answer, but I can understand that you it would. So someone yeah, making $5,000 extra, 10000 20000 the problems are going to no, go I understand away. What you're saying. Now you could retire your mom. You could retire your dad. You could. She do might this. actually retire me, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, no, you That's need to go to work. That's a long story, man. That's a long story. <laughs> you got to go to work. You, you know what, though? I think like we just witnessed right now, I think it, that some people li unintentionally limit themselves because you reach a certain level of success, you don't notice certain problems anymore. Or you don't take on problems. Like you, you, you could, someone can be presented that question back, like, I don't have any problems, I'm all good. But if you expand your your mind, you expand your potential, then you're like, hey, you know what? The problem of you know poverty in this area is my problem. So I got to help fix that problem now. So in your own house, you didn't have a problem, but that 20,000 could feed like these 50 people. Mm -hmm. that, so it's a matter of expanding like how wide out you want to go and consider what is, you, where are you impacting or what's your responsibility on like society? Well said, man. I love it. But here, here's the word that we use, problem. I try to stay away from that. I like to say challenge. Okay. Because problem, majority time, we are programmed to look at a problem in a negative manner. Mm -hmm. But it may not be a problem. It might be a challenge. For example, if you tell me in this area, let's go feed 50 homeless, I, I wouldn't know where to go. 
you would know which bridge, where, what freeway exit the homeless people are at. So that's a challenge. I just don't have the, the coordinates to go and help right. those people. So it's not a problem. It's a challenge. And that's what I want to, you know, emphasize. I see a lot of business owners. They're like, oh, I'm sacrificing, you know, working harder for my family. I'm like, no, man, you're making a conscious choice. If it's not a choice, that means you were forced into it. So if you're forced into it, that means it's already being in a negative, you're being impacted in a negative way. Why don't we make it positive? I made the choice to work on Sundays. That's right. And I've been doing that for like eight, nine years now. So someone hasn't ever read the book. They're, they're listening to you now. If you could take and like drop the mic with just one of the principles or one advice that would help lead someone from listening to this to making more money, growing more rich, like how, what would you say if you had like two minutes to talk to a person you'd never I talk would say, to again? I would say the biggest thing would be action. I think the secret for me is action. It's okay to do a lot of things and don't get the outcome that you want but you learned it. As long as you don't repeat those mistakes again, that means now you're becoming wiser every day. But what I see that's hindering a lot of individuals from their success is lack of taking action. You overthink too much. You give a shit about what other people think. You gotta stop doing all of that stuff. You care what your neighbor thinks, what your mom, dad, cousin, brother, boyfriend, girlfriend, ex-husband, ex-boyfriend, like you give a shit. Genuinely, you give a shit what they think. I don't give a shit what they think. Now, that doesn't mean I don't care for them or I'm not in love with them or their opinion is not important for me, but I'm very, very selected in whose opinion I take in. Mm -hmm. If you're my brother or sister, I might trust you with the key to my house, but am I going to trust you with my business? Definitely not. My sister couldn't sell a pen if you give it to her for, I mean, she couldn't sell, I mean, she just, no selling skills whatsoever. Now, would I trust my daughter with her over a weekend? Definitely. I think she could babysit really good. But would I, you know, bring her to my office and just let her manage my organization for a week? No, man, you're going to come back in a week, collect the ashes. There won't be anything left, right? So if you just take action and stop giving a shit what other people think, I think you're on the right path. Now, surrounding yourself with successful people is also very, very important. So if you do a couple of small changes in your life, and that's what ended up happening to me. So I don't know if that happened to you or not, but when I started becoming successful and hanging out with more successful people, I started losing a lot of my friends and I started getting some nasty text messages. Oh, you're a sellout, or you think you're better than us, or now you go to these mansions, this, you do this, or you're doing seminars, or you're speaking again in front of these, or fancy dinners, this, this. So they were all, I call it a box life. You're trying to leave this box life and go become successful, right? But this box life has got a fence. It's a very, very powerful fence. You ever been to, you ever seen these, you know, jailhouses? They got the electrocuted fences where you touch, you get, you know, you get shocked. that shocked and, and you kind of see the, 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 the electricity mm -hmm. jump from the fence to your body. You mm -hmm. kind of see that, right? That's the box life you're in. Those are your surroundings. Those are your friends that you're associating with. They are your fence. You can't get out without getting electrocuted. And guess what? They are very convincing in keeping you in the box. Because you trust them. You have relationship with them. All of these different things. And emotionally, you have attachments with them. 
right? When your wife gives you that guilt trip that, oh, you're not going to spend the time with us on Sunday. We wanted to go to Malibu. You don't want to come with us? You didn't come last weekend. If you don't have your prioritization right, if you don't have your goals written down, and you don't have deadlines for yourself, then that's going to affect you. You're not going to become successful. And that's what Gary Vee talks about. Ed Milet talks about. Ty Lopez talks about it. Grant that, that he cheats us. Talks that he cheats us. Come on, man. Come on, man. You're up there. This is, all, a, this is amazing. Knowledge. All of these guys, they say take action. Like Gary Vee says, get off the couch, go do something. On Sunday, go buy some toys, buy something used, resell it on eBay. And it's so surprising why so many people haven't done it. It's like crazy. It is crazy. I do that. Do you know that? I do that. I did that last week. I went to T-Mobile. Gary, you got to hit the sky up, man. The Point Hill fan page. You got to hit him up, Gary. I think he's too busy for our platform. You never know, moment. man. But if Gary V, you're out there, man, we need, to, we need to talk 30 minutes. That's it. I don't need this 10, 15 minutes. I went from hit him up to 30 minutes. Damn. <laughs> 30 minutes. But I went to T-Mobile. They were selling this. It was the last day of their sale. They were selling these Galaxy tablets uh, for free. You had to only pay for the tax. They're 180 bucks. I paid literally like 25, 30 bucks. I bought four of them, came back to the office, give it to one of the guys and say, hey, sell these. And I don't want the money. You're going to get those gift cards, whatever. We're going to use them for gas money. We're going to give them to the people in the office. So literally going to T-Mobile, coming back, I made 400 bucks. Leadership, man. I love so that. I don't understand why people are not doing it. Or just because I'm making more money, I shouldn't do that. Like, that doesn't make sense. I tested myself to see if I still got it in me. And you still got it, man. So, you know, this is amazing because we're, we're, we're time into this and I have so many more questions. We haven't even talked about the failures, the, the struggles, oh, the challenges. Man, I mean, everything so I know sounds so rosy. Can you take us back to maybe your, maybe your greatest breakthrough was? Because, you know, I'm assuming you believe that you can't break through if you never break down. So when was the last time or the most influential moment to where you're like, wow, you know what? I needed this to happen to be able to go where I'm going. Right. The biggest failure, I think that I, a couple of them come to mind that I'm still traumatized about. <laughs> if you're Persian, you get three options in life. Hey, man, keep, keep, <laughs> hey, keep the respect for the Persians, man. <laughs> if you're Persian, you get three options. You either become a doctor or you become an attorney. If they let you off easy and you got a very civilized family, you become an engineer. These are the three options you're given in life. Wow. Right? So when I dropped out of school, my mom and dad, they always, you know, they send us to U.S. and, you know, for a better life and better life. When did you move here to the States? 93. 93. 93. Awesome. So better life in a Persian language means more education. That's mm -hmm. what it means. It well doesn't said. mean better life in a sense where you buy a better car, better right. house. This, right. It just means more certification, more degrees, wow. more this that you get to hang on the wall, right? So I, I, I said, okay, I'm going to become a doctor. I actually liked it. I said, okay. So when I went to UC Riverside, I did biomed, and then two and a half years into it, I dropped out of school. And the reason why I dropped out is because I saw what these doctors, we had to shadow, they had this program, we had to shadow doctors, and I, and I started shadowing because I wanted to see what they do. But then when I saw what these doctors do, day in, day out, it had nothing to do with what I was sold on, what a physician does for another human being. So when I saw that conflict, I was like, this is not me. I can't wake up in the morning and do this. So I cried for two days. Legit, I cried like a girl for two days. Because now, all your life, you're like, I'm going to become a physician. That was taken away. And I didn't have a plan B. 
it wasn't a plan C. It wasn't like a business entrepreneurship. I wasn't savvy enough to know that, okay, plan A didn't work, no big deal. Let's go plan B. We could do something else. So that was a big um, setback for me personally. Not, at that point, I realized, holy crap, I need to have a backup plan for even things that I'm 100% sure of. I still need to have a backup plan. So that was one of my breakthroughs. So how, how, much, how much pressure was it to make that decision because of just your parents' sacrifice? Because I'm assuming that's what was exactly. the only thing you were considering of. Yeah, definitely. Right? Exactly. I mean, the, the pain and suffering that my mom... Listen, when I was making that decision, I think if you had to prioritize who I was worried more about, my mom was on the list first, and then it was myself being second. I mean, my dad, you know, he didn't spend Isn't that amazing money, the, the so Persian cool. culture does that too? Isn't that crazy? Yeah, so you totally <laughs> brainwashed that what your mom wants for her life is more important for what you want in your, your life. life. Amazing, man. But wow. then here's the catch. That's powerful. When it's they're true. no longer here on this earth, right. you still have to wake up and go do that thing that you chose. You're right, man. But you didn't choose it. They chose it for you. Dude, so, it was so many are going to resonate to this to this piece. So that's, and, and I'm pretty sure other cultures Dude, you, you have just, this it, thing, it, I it's went through exactly Persians. what you said, but this is what I was going to ask you. So when you dropped out, did you, we started your own business, I assume. Uh, right, I was working with business. my uncles. So then I recognized, I think within that next year of that, I recognized what the value of a specialized knowledge was. I didn't know that that's what you call it at that moment. Till I read the book, Thinking Grow Rich. And many, many years later, I realized, oh, that's called specialized knowledge. What is a specialized knowledge? A specialized knowledge is you really learning a few skills within an industry really good where you can now call yourself an expert. And what I mean by that is you got you to gotta have, have put in more than five years in it. Less than that, I don't consider you expert. You haven't had enough time to go through all the ups and downs of any industry. So five years is my minimum line. So if you want to become a hairstylist, my mom is a hairstylist, right? If you have not been a hairstylist for five years, I don't consider you an expert. Why? Because you haven't messed up enough. You haven't had enough success for me to say you're an expert. I'm going to listen to what you say because what you say is based on, first, the, the, the theory of it, meaning the educational, education system, reading books, this, this, materials, materials, and not having enough hands-on experience. You haven't done it for enough years. I mean, think about it. If I'm a doctor, a heart surgeon, and you come to me and I say you're my first surgery. Someone's been that first surgery for those people. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Most of the time, they probably don't tell you that you're the first that they're going to operate on, right? But you're like, no, no, no. I want the old guy with the white hair. Right. You know, this, this, this. I want the guy right. who's done a hundred of them. Right. You know, I, I, I'll wait for him, you know. Yeah. I, you know, I, I'm very patient. I'll, I'll wait for him to give me available time. So... I recognize having specialized knowledge is very valuable. And a lot of your listeners, Sina, have specialized knowledge, but they doubt themselves. So I'm here to tell you, if you've been in an industry more than five years, you've been doing the same thing for more than five years, you are an authority. Just kick that doubt outside. You are an authority. And the way and the reason I know you're an authority on that is because if I ask any questions, you'll be able to answer it without referring back to any book or manual or this or that. You'll have an idea. Or if you don't have the exact response to me, you'll know where to go get it. And that is with the speed. It doesn't take you three weeks to give me a response. You're like, hold on. Let me pull up this code I tell you right now. Okay, this, 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 this. This is how we're going to connect these two devices together. Done. So specialized knowledge saved me. 
and allowed me to make an income. And that was an auto repair business because I watched my uncles, because I worked Saturday and Sundays for them, and I learned how to fix cars, how to manage a shop and everything else. So when I left the school, I was like, well, I don't know anything else. I'm just going to go back and work for them. So that's what I did. And then, you know, a year later, we had a big fight, which was probably the best fight of my life. It was the best thing that ever happened. At the moment, I was pissed off. They were pissed off. But I walked away, and I opened my own. Hopefully, everything's good now with the family. Uh, Maybe. We don't, we don't actually talk anymore. Okay. That was a horrible <laughs> follow-up to that one. But, my man, the heat, that was, that was amazing. But, but Sina, I want to go back to that. Let's let me, go. Let me tell you why. Let's let me tell it. you why. The only thing that is not up for sale in this world that I hold very dearly to my heart and my soul is your integrity. When someone asks you to sell your integrity for money, you no longer want to be speaking to them anymore because those individuals, their foundation is not right. And that shit is going to rub off on you. So you want to stay away from people that don't have their integrity together. Because now, they'll be able to sell anything. So you don't want to do that. That's amazing, That's you awesome. guys. Vahid Chitsas, one more time. Hey, where can they find you out there on Instagram? Napoleon.Hill fan page. But where can they find you, my man? You. Vahid C on Instagram. V-A-H-I-D-C on Instagram or Napoleon.Hill fan page. You guys, Vahid Chitsas in the studio live. Founder of Napoleon Hill fan page. Napoleon.Hill on Instagram. Over a quarter million followers. Influencer. I mean, we went over 50 minutes of nonstop value. Has it been 50 wow. minutes? Wow. I mean, my man, zero flinching, zero delay. Amazing. Thank you so much, Vahid. And the People's Advisor, Matt Franchina. Look him up out there. Make hey. a waves. Hey, Matt just, has been quiet this whole conversation. Hey, I was expecting him to ask more questions. We, 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 you know, we, we've been engaged, my man. Yeah. We've been engaged. Yeah, love this it, is this it. anyone who can listen to this, like every one of these weeks are my best weekends. Yes. Because I get to walk from just all this knowledge, knowledge you spit. And, and by, by all means, this is one of the best, most thank valuable you. interviews that I've had. But he, See, thank you, you so much for impact. You, you guys, guys look him up, check him out, reach out to him. Thank you so much. Rate, subscribe, iTunes, the Mindset Chronicles. Aijan, be safe, the Thank people's you. advisor, Ooh, and this is your boy CEO accredited. And what is this track, by the way? It's Nilofa, it's a Persian song. My daughter's name is Nilofa. So Andy John, what's up? Andy Okoros. <laughs> Thank you.